before the podcast, here's a word from our sponsor. After a long day at work when I'm feeling run down and dehydrated, I make a liquid IV drink. Oh my goodness, that lemon lime taste is so yummy and they have many flavors. I start out my day with 10 yoga sun salutations. Yoga boosts my energy and gets my brain into gear. When you push your body hard or just feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. Making hydration a priority helps us feel healthier on a day-to-day -day basis. With one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water, you get two to three times faster and more efficient hydration than water alone. Grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATWOOD at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using promo code ATWOOD at liquidiv.com. Today we have the highly respected Ray Hill, who has served a ridiculous amount of time in prison, almost three decades, IPP, 27 years to be precise. So he's got a hell of a lot of stories and he's also got a YouTube channel called Bang Bang Ray Hill. The link to his YouTube channel will be at the top of the description box. So if you want more of Ray's stories, I urge people to go down there subscribe and check out the stories on his channel now he's got you know years and years of history with london gangsters including the craze howard marks some names we can't even mention and um we're going to start out today then can just... we, we can mention the company in north london big company in north london that'd be a b b b best way around it wouldn't it yeah really okay go on then yeah, so the, I mean, I worked with a with a company in North London for what eight years. Yeah, and I was working with Mickey Gooch. I say his name, Mickey Gooch. He was their best mates. Um, I was to deal with gold, silver, diamonds, transport. We all around England, Liverpool, Leeds, Manchester, Leeds, Leicester, all around the gaff, and we used to go out there by motorbikes. Yeah, and come back by motorbikes. <laughs> yeah, you know, and. and well, it was mostly what it was about. I mean, I was an enforcer. That was my that was my job, and I used to go up there and what well, once, twice a week. And if people never paid the money, I would give them the consequences, and they knew the consequences, and go away, come back. And sometimes you find them, I was stapled to the floor, or stapled to the wall. You know, and obviously so I would get the blame for that, but I'm not involved. It's not my scene. I just give them the consequences. Yeah. Was your presence a deterrent enough sometimes? We've had some enforcers and they've said, I just show up and often, quite often I just negotiate and they see me there and then they back down. It's not, yeah. Um, people, it's, it's um, people with that, little, that sort of money that owe like 100 grand, 200 grand and they only want to pay X amount of money. The enforce, to come across as the enforcer, it's a lot, it's not so, it, people... People don't want to pay the money. They want to pay it in bits and pieces. We don't want to be paid in bits and pieces. We, we want to pay it in one big whack, yeah? So we, it's the consequences. And I'd say that later on, day later, 
they found stapled to the floor or stapled to the wall. We get the blame for it, but it's not us. And that's how it is, and then they pay. And after that, we used to get get paid easy. It was the players, and that was my game. I was enforcer. So word spreads then that that could possibly happen, and then everybody pays once it's happened to a couple of them. Examples have been made. Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, big, big money's big money, big yeah. money. I'm not on about little money. I'm on about big money. Yeah, and imagine. the people that I work with, this company I work with, they didn't muck about. Yeah, they didn't muck about. All right, so we've gripped people then with you know what you're about. Let's go back to what it was like for you growing up. Where was that at? I lived in Acton. Um, I was, I was with my mum had one boy, one girl, Dinah, my sister. Keith, my brother, and it was me, but there was another two that would come later on in life. Um, I was a little little bit of a boy, like always mucking about, always driving my mum mad, you know what I mean? So she couldn't really cope with me, you know? But um, she used to put me with a, with a brother, and his wife, his wife's brother was a paedophile, a known paedophile. We didn't know at that time, yeah? My mum didn't know, my mum wasn't told. And I used to go up in the room, and he used to play with me about, play with me and bits and pieces like that. And one day, I'd been doing things with him for like six months and wasn't really, nothing really happened. It was, you know, it is with kids. Kids think it's right and it's told not to tell mum. And one day, um, we, my mum was on a trolley bus. This is early in the 60s, on a trolley bus, and I sat on her lap and she went mad, you know. She pushed me off her lap, you little, little F, you know. Pushed me off and there was all blood all over her dress oh. and he'd penetrated me. Um, oh. He done and it like he'd penetrated me and he got nicked. My my mum's brother was a police officer. The other brother, he got put he got put away for seven years. Um, I mean that from that day that ruined my life. You know, for, I was only five, and then I was so I went a bit crazy. My mum then realised something something bigger happened because I kept crying at night times this that, and that, and he split me from the anus to the, to, to 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 the my my genitals. Yeah. He split me up bad, yeah. And so that's where all the blood was coming from. Mum had cleaned me up, but didn't realise it was that bad. And then my mum was going mad at school, kept fighting at school, infant school, fighting, fighting, fighting. Coming home, fighting with my brother and sisters. And, and my mum couldn't cope. Put me in the cold. Mum, I was going to the coal shed. And uh, she eventually had to put me in the home because she had another child coming, put me in a home. And this time in Wales, they put me in was, I mean, my. What happened in Wales is like broke my heart, you know what I mean? Because um, they, it was a they used to have dormitories there, yeah, boys and girls, but mostly boys. And I was they used to take come in and take the kids out. When I was there, I used to see them take the kids out and don't know where they went, yeah. And the kids would be crying. And one day they come and got me, took me took me downstairs to a basement, and there was all rooms in the basement. And people would come in and sexually abuse me. I know, I know. It went on for went on for about what six to eighteen months, yeah. Jesus. And when I come back home, when I come back home to my mum, I sort of explained to my mum, but she didn't really believe me that much because of what happened before. She modicoddled me. She thought I was playing a game to be loved again. Modicoddled, but when I was about what fifty, I come out of prison, and we was watching television. It come on the television about that, that happened in Wales. And I started crying. My mum, and then my mum knew what, what had happened. But they've since been in touch with me, people, for me to do something about it. But come on, it's, it was in the, it's a long time ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, we've had a few people on who've talked about yeah. these care homes back in the day. 
and the horrendous things bad, that were happening. Mate, bad. I mean, it what, was what years was that approximately? Um, I'll be. I was born in fifty one, about fifty six, fifty seven. Yeah, and it was just one of the things that happened. You know what I mean? It it's was like they like, could get away with anything. Yeah, they was they was getting away. So it only come out and it come out in the eighties, eighties, nineties. It come out about the home. Yeah. Know, and now I'm well to do people, not people. I, there wasn't there never any black guys there, black people. It was all white people and very, mm. very posh, very, very posh, very, very well spoken. Yeah. And being a kid, you don't know it's right or don't. Of course, it's wrong. Don't then because you know about yeah. it, what can you do about it? Yeah. So how did you put your head together after that? Or was it scrambled? No, no, this what ruined my life. I mean, my, all my family's straight, police officers, mm. security guards. All my family's straight. I'm the only one black sheep of the family, mm. and I'm a bad black sheep. I, um, and from the age, what, when I come back out of out of the home and all that, and went back home, I was, what, six, seven years of age. And then it started. You know, I was fighting at school, never stopped fighting, always fighting. Never at school. My mum should go up and get expelled, suspended from school all the time, and just couldn't cope. I mean, mm. and I go over the fair, you know, and fight over the fair. And, uh, I, mean, I mean, when you're 12, 13 years of age, I mean, when my mates started robbing, you know, we started uh, doing shops and all that, going through the windows. We'd done a post office and action. Only 13, 14 years of age, jumped over the counter. The counter was only a little bit of glass. Jumped over there, got all the money off for, for, out, out, of, out of the big wooden drawers. There was some big wooden drawers them days. I don't suppose you remember that, do you? No. How old are you, 45? 40? Well, I like that. <laughs> 52. Uh, well, I don't, you, know, you look young, you know what I mean? Thanks. But what yeah, I'm yeah. saying, you know what I mean? But in them days, it was like just open drawers, pull yeah. the drawers open, the money's there. Five pounds, 10 pounds, mm. no 20 pound notes, no 50 pound notes. Mm. Pound notes, five pounds and tens, you know? And that's what started me all off, you know? That's what started all my villainy and crime. Mm. And then I went to Ballstall. So you got arrested for that, did you? No. What was it you got arrested for? for I got arrested for a bolster. We, we, we done a, um, what it was, I was always doing bits and pieces, like a bit of villainy. Uh, we done a few shops. We nicked a car, done a few shops. Uh, we got pulled up in a car. Um, put, I was put in that Ashford remand, remand prison for X amount, 18 months, I think it was remand. Come out in them days, the sentence, the, the, when you got put away in prison, that didn't count. When mine never counted. It only counts when you get a sentence, yeah? So you can do 18 months away, and that doesn't count. Oh, so the ball, no, it, it does. No, it does. But it, yeah. it didn't, yeah? Yeah. So I got a ballstool, six or two ballstool, six mm. six months or two years in Portland ballstool. Portland ballstool was the worst, worst ballstool you could go to. How old were you going in, and what was your first day uh, like? I was, what, 15, 16, uh, Portland ballstool. Um, I mean, that was really, really odd. Portland ballstool was really odd. I mean... I've seen things in there. I mean, I've seen lots of things as a kid, a lot of violence. But um, when I was in Portland Ballstore, I see uh, these kids f having a, a row, and then they got older kid in, in in the showers with a um, with a toothbrushes with razor blades in. They chop the razor blade in half, melt it down, put it in, into the into the toothbrush, and cut him to pieces. You know what I mean? And then I thought, fucking, oh, sorry. Then I thought, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And that's how my life really, really started then, and that was it. And then I come out of there, and I come out of my ballstool. I've done two years, four months. I got a recall, tried to escape from there, but I was trying to escape from the ballstool. And then I went, some, uh, went back to prison and got a YP. In the ballstool, how did you fit in? Yeah, I was good. I mean, I was... I, I've, 
I never been, how can I say, it, like, I, I didn't really frighten me. Any prison sentence, Borstal didn't frighten me, you know what I mean? I've done, my, I've done the remand, 18 months remand. I see what goes on in remand prisons. I see how it is. It's not like it is today. It's like them days, it was like, like just a cup, horsehair mattress, horsehair black, a pillow, a corner unit, and that was it, you know what I mean? And it was hard. You saw bunny hops everywhere, up and down the landings. Yeah, I loved it, man. I loved it. It was easy for me because I was very, very fit. And then Bolsa was the same. Was it run by like ex-military? And the the idea yeah, yeah. is, you know, keep keep them active. Do you know what Bolsa? Yeah, they they don't wear uniforms. I didn't wear uniforms. They only wear civic civic clothes. Obviously, that's the uniform. But um, in Bolsa, you get PT every morning, yeah, for an hour, an hour and a half. And so when you go in there, that's why they stop Bolsa. Because people was coming out of Bolsa, military, military trains, you know. <laughs> and so they was going and doing armed robberies, and they were so fit and so military trained, it was easy for them, you know what I mean? That's why they stopped it, yeah. And it was easy. You, it was the military trains. You're training every day. Yeah, I mean, come on, you're really, really 100% fit, and that's what happens. It's all got, I went into armed robberies. I went into armed robberies, and that's when I got my YP. Have you always been into your fitness? Yeah, always. Always from an early age, from a kid, early early age fighting boxing keep myself really really fit yeah really fit always running 10 miles 8 miles 5 miles a day um, just fighting just regular thing and that's why I got my name uh, name's a fight I was fighting 24-7 mate really after the Boston where did you live? I lived in Acton I lived in Acton back to Acton Acton and then um, we, we've always lived in Acton yeah. always yeah always and uh, you know then my mum got transferred to a, a big house. Um, my mum had nothing. My mum got remarried again to a, 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 a Bob. Excuse me, Bob. My father died when I was one. He died when you were one? One years of age, yeah. What, what were the circumstances that he died? Pleurisy. Pleurisy. Oh, the lungs. His lungs fell up. He filled Jesus. up with water or whatever it is. He got, in them days, they couldn't help no one out. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was a coach builder. Filled all his lungs with paint and bits and pieces. His lungs. So you were so young, you probably got no memories of him? None at all. None at all. Or, yeah. or my mum, or I remember my mum used to tell me as a, as a kid, good memories that dad used to bash my mum up really bad because mm. in them days it was one of the things, yeah. But if he'd have been alive, he'd have been, if he'd have been alive today, I'd have killed him, but he wouldn't, he wouldn't have been around for 40, 50 years of age, you know what I mean? I'd have killed him stone dead. You can't have my mum, mate. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that. So you get out of Boston, you're back in Acton. Yeah. Bigger house. What's going through your head at this stage? Um, do you know what? I, I I got a job down in market, down in foot market. I went down there one 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 day and I got a job as a night porter. Young, I was only fifteen, young, fifteen, sixteen, young, young kid. Went into the market. Um, gave me a job at a place called Northside in the foot market. I don't know if you remember Brentford Market, do you? Brentford, no. no, it's a big, big market. It's like Covent Garden, same sort of thing, barrows. Yeah, all them sort of things. A closed market, you know. You familiar with that one, James? No, it's massive, no. big closed market, you know what mm. I mean? It was right by Brentford. They got all the swimming pool now. It's massive. It was be massive mm. in there, yeah? And um, there was strawberry row block one, block two, block three, and all that. And, and and yeah, I went in there one night, and I got this job, and I had to unload all the lorries. But as I went there, all the stuff had been put outside the stands, yeah? So I went into the – opened the stand up, and the guy jumps out of the motor, Colin, Colin Cracknell, yeah? Well, Colin Cracknell was one of the governors of the market, yeah? Mm. Good boxer, mate. Good fighter. Could fight. Could really have a fight, you know. Jumped out of the motor. What are you doing? But not in them words. He's right to go at me. 
And I said, look, I'm the, I'm the new night porter. I was only a kid. So he said, well, everything was outside. You've got to go inside, yeah? Right? And don't put too much stuff outside to show the greengrocers. We don't want to put it all back in, yeah? Okay? He said, and anything you nick from the random market, we'll we, we buy it off you. I went, okay, sweet. Anyway, and then I'll, there's a few guys in there, Johnny Wills, Ray Wills, what nights nights with me on the other, other stands. Uh, we just decided to do the, the, the foreign motors when it's coming, the big foreign motors, yeah? The great big ones. So I used to have a knack of undoing the back of that setting the alarm off, yeah? So we used to take it with the barrels. We had things called a lister. You know what a lister is? Oh. You'd start them up like, yeah. and, you, and you drive them about. They've got a big back on them. You load all the stuff up in the back. You know what a lister is, yeah? No, anyway. <laughs> so we've got barrels, big barrels, the big, you know the barrels, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The big, I mean, with the big wheels, yeah? We've got mm. them. Um, we used to get the lorries, load up all the stuff, apples, oranges, pears, and sell it to the <laughs> greengrocers, you know what I mean? But I loved the job. But Colin, me and Colin, used to fight all the time in the market. He had, we had one glove on his hand, one bad glove on that hand, yeah? And we used to fight. And I used to get my face smashed to pieces, you know what I mean? But I was learning, learning all the time. And in the end, me and Colin, a lot, it goes on a bit, so another two, the story was a bit on a bit, you know, but, um, and then Colin had a fight with, with a guy called Jimmy Wilkinson. And he was involved with the Wilkinson's, was involved with the Wembley, the Wembley Bank, with Bertie Smalls, you know, remember Bertie Smalls? Mm. Remember Bertie Smalls? Yeah, Bertie Smalls is the first Supergrass, yeah? Oh, okay. Yeah, you got, you, anyway, he done the Wembley lot. Well, Jimmy Wilkinson was one of that lot, yeah, but this is before they got nicked. Jimmy had a fight with Colin, with Colin Cracknell. Uh, Colin Cracknell beat him. Then he come down later on and bit Colin's ear off, jumped off a, off a motor, bit his ear off, yeah? But Colin bashed him up again. And anyway, I was with Colin for ages, learning fight, me fighting, and all this, sat and going down all the boxing clubs. And I was over Hanwell, well, where Jimmy Wilkinson lived around that area. Jimmy's got to me, what are you doing with that Colin Cracknell? I said, listen, I work with him. We, got, we work together, we nick things together, we earn lots of money together. I said, why shouldn't I be with him, you know what I mean? He went, don't be with him. I said, listen, that's my in business. But this guy's going to have a fight. But he stabbed me three times in the back, yeah? Mm. With, a, with his like, uh, knitting needles, yeah? Stabbed me three times in the back. Then when he come back down the market, I was in hospital for about a week, yeah? But when he come back down the market, I jumped off the thing and nicked because of a big hammer. So I won that day, yeah? And, and from there, it was all down to villainy. I met a guy called Martin Worsfold, who worked in the market with me. It was, there was about, what, 20 people in the market that were gangsters, proper gangsters, you know what I mean? Proper proper gangsters, yeah? And I worked with one called Martin Worsfold. And we bought a lorry, yeah, to do, take the, the oranges and stuff and all that, different greengrocer shops. And uh, we decided to start doing a bit of villainy, yeah? So uh, one day we, got, we went down to Queensway and uh, someone told us about this guy that's got lots of gold, yeah? Lots of gold. So I went, oh, lovely. So, but we had to make it look like we was working with a lawyer. So we knocked on a few doors. I knocked on his door and this guy happened to be a bar student. You know, you know what a bar student is? 
he made it sort of busy. He phoned the police and said, "There's a couple of guys driving around there, but a bit look a bit naughty." So anyway, so I went to the house where this guy was supposed to have the gold. Knocked at the door, couldn't get in. He had two big bannum locks on the door. So I got the crowbar. I'm trying to crowbar the door off to get in there. And all of a sudden, the police pulled up outside. There's a big walkway, big driveway to it. I see him jump, go to my mate Martin, find him in the back of the motor, back of the van. But my mate Martin could have a right fight. He's a massive arms, massive, powerful guy. He was working a potato firm, yeah, in the market. And I see him jump out of the back of the van. Right, he's massive, bastard, bill like, jump out the back of the van. But one's now one up, one up the uh, the driveway towards me. So I thought I've jumped over the wall, scowl between the wall and the garage. But I was panicking. Well, I should have gone straight on to get out. I panicked between as I couldn't get to the other end of the wall. I got to the wall, couldn't pick myself up. It was ten foot high. So I come back, and the police officer got on me around around the uh, mm. thing, and he. Went to punch me. I pulled back. I just, I just, just about going to was going to turn prof professional. Yeah, I, I, I let him have it. I give him a right hand, left hook. He went on the floor, and I wouldn't start hitting him. Yeah, I spoke, smashed, the, smashed his palate in his mouth, split his palate right back, broke his nose, fractured his jaw, and I went home. Yeah, but Martin grasped me up to the police. Mm. So they come to me and and got me. Yeah, they took me back. To have a police station, but at first they took me to Paddington Police Station. You know Paddington Police Station. I've heard of it. Yeah, it's the yeah. terrorist place. You know, they took me downstairs to the to the cells, and and I could, they wanted to they wanted to really like oblige me. Yeah, so I went over to I went over to the to, to big in them days. They had big wooden tables. Yeah, not now. I got metal tables, big, big wooden tables with big wooden legs. I went, got away quick, smashed, smashed the table, took the leg out, and said, "Well, come on in, we'll have some." And the sergeant said, "No, leave him alone. He's in enough trouble. You know what I mean? He looks like he's done for attempted murder on a police officer. Well, he's hit him with a paving slab. I never hit anybody with my life with anything. You know what I mean? They said I hit him with a paving slab. So anyway, I got. We went then. They took me to Harrow Road Police Station. Harrow Road Police Station. I'm in in Harrow Road Police Station. This guy called Inspector Treen. I'll never forget this case, mate. He come, come into my cell. He sat next to me. I said, go away, you bitch thing. But <laughs> anyway, pushed him away. He said, you're in trouble. He said, you're going to get a lot of bird, mate. He said, you nearly killed this person. I said, no, not me, mate. Not guilty. No one's seen me. I mean, the police officer has seen me. He's got really bad. He's really bad. I mean, there's no statements being made at this time, right? But they come and got me because they grasped me up, yeah? So I said, this is no comment, no comment, no comment. And then they kept sticking their head through the thing and saying, right, we're going to come and fucking sort you out. I said, whatever you want to do, come in. Then I got Martin, the one I was who, who grasped me up, shouting out, Ray, Ray. I go, who's that? He said, it's Martin. I said, oh, Martin, what are, you doing down what are you doing there, mate? He went, don't worry about what I'm doing here. You need to kill this police officer, mate. We're gonna, you're you're going to get down with attempted murder. I said, listen, it wasn't me. I don't know what you're talking about, Martin, yeah? But he grasped me up, yeah? And then we were on remand. Me and Martin had the right bad fight. And we mind he got bail. I didn't get bail, yeah. When we definitely when we eventually went to court to the old Bailey, um, I was I was in front of a judge called Griffiths Jones, yeah. Uh, there was a load of judges at the, at the Bailey. Yeah? Miss Miskin, Mason, Argold, uh, Melfi Stevens, Griffiths Jones was the worst one, the one I had, yeah. And um, you know, he really 
give it to me in court. He said to the jury, look, this man hit this man with a with the paving slab. There's no blood on the paving slab, but there's a blood on, on this lump of concrete, we believe, that's come off the paving slab in contact, yeah? So I got a guilty, right? So Martin got five years. I thought it was 21 years ago. I got 18 years, yeah? They give me 18. I thought it was 21 years. I got 18 years, yeah? I've got 18 years. Um, well, I was in bits, you know what I mean? We went back to... How old were you at this point? 18, 19, 18, 19. And how much of the 18 would you have to serve? Well, we went, went up We went up on a pill. We went up on a pill. The first... Well, in them days, it was, as I say, if you don't remind, that remind never come off your sentence. Mm. It never come off your sentence, all right? So we've done about... What sixteen, seventeen months remand? Uh, we're gonna. I'm going up on appeal. Martin, he got free off in his appeal, so he's only got to do two years now. Yeah, that's the snitch. Yes, the snitch. Mm -hmm. that's why he got what he done, he got. Then, then um, I went up on appeal on the first judge. Usually, you've got in them days. It was like not different to what it is now, but in them days, when you were up on the first in front of the first judge, he can take something off your sentence if he feels it's un. Thing, just the sentence was unjust to give you that that sentence for what he did, or they can increase your sentence and not send it to the second judge. But because of that, they cut my sentence down to fourteen years. Yeah, mm. but give me the power to go to the to the three judges. Yeah, so it took me what, nearly three years to go to the three judges. Yeah, so I'm now doing what well, I think I was doing fifteen years, something like that, or something fourteen years. And then he cut, I got it cut down to a nine. In the end, I got it cut down to a nine-year sentence. Um, and then, I mean, I went from there to to uh, C Wing. I got nine years. Martin's now gone to another Nick. He's getting released, more or less straight release now. He's finished his sentence. Yeah, I've got nine years. They put me into a, a wing called C Wing. I've already done my YP. I've done the ballstool. I, I missed the YP out, but I shouldn't have missed it out anyway. But I missed the YP out, the YP. And when I got to C Wing, I went up, they put me in a cell with, with, three, with two guys, me being the third one, yeah. Anyway, it was okay. There was a nice, nice people, yeah. And uh, anyway, the next day, I had to go downstairs, sit on a chair, and they give you an EDR or your LDR, your longest day of release, or your earliest day of release. And it's a long time, you know what I mean? you just got nine years, you know what I mean? In them days, you do two-thirds of it. Now you do half, yeah? So I've got to do six years and a bit, or whatever it is, yeah? So um, as I'm coming out, as I'm coming out of the, the, the office after being giving me what I've done, a screw got hold of me and went, come here, come have a chat. I said, what's up? He said, are you still as bad as what he was? Because I was a bit of a bad boy as my ballstool, bad in my YP. I was a young prisoner. Um, look, I said, well, what, what do you mean by that? He said, look, he said, explain something to you. What, what's it like in the morning, the water? Tell me what the water's like in the morning when it comes out. The first ones to get let out, yeah, the water is white hot. It can take the skin off your, off your hand. Honestly, it's white, white, white hot, yeah? I said, yeah, it's why oh, it's bad. Why? What's up? He said, well, there's two Indians. I'll let say this. Yeah. He said, there's two Indians, Sri Lankans. There was, and they got hold of a 14 year old girl. Yeah, and they've done certain things. They raped her, 
but they've done, they've done certain things to her and give her really bad diseases. Mm. They tried, they tried to kill her. They choked her, but she survived. Yeah. Mm. One's got a, one. I think one got a, a twelve. One got a, one got an eight, and one got a twelve. Yeah. He said one's on the fours, and there's one on the threes. Yeah. He said, "Look, do you fancy it?" I said, "Was it well?" He said, "Look, we will look after you if anything happens." I said, "Okay." So in the morning, what what happened that night? I'm playing cards. In the cell with his guys. One of the guys, I fancy, fancied me anyway, because I was a big lump, and he, he put a heart on the back of my shirt, yeah? Geordie's heart on the back of my shirt. So in the morning, then when they come and undone me, unlock me, the guy went up, rushed upstairs to the fours, and in the recess, by the slop out thing, the urinal, there was that bowls. I picked the bowl up, one of the bowls, filled up with pot, his water's scalding, yeah? Steam everywhere, filled it up. Now I'm waiting for this Indian to come through. I know the Indian. I say, show me the Indian. They point the Indian out to me. He's come through. I've done him with the hot water. And now I'm getting him. I'm smashing his head against the urinal. But being that I've done a bit of bird, I realise it wouldn't be too hard to kill this guy by smashing his head against the urinal. Because, I mean, they're marble. And, it, you know, anyway, what I've done, I put him on the floor, knocked him out, put his, pulled his trousers down, and I sm and I smashed, trod, trod, all over his balls, all over his. I'm sorry about that, but I did. I smashed him, flattened everything, yeah. And like and then I ran out, but the people that he was with must have seen the heart on the back of my shirt. Nothing was said there and then. The screws know that's going on. They're the ones that's they're the ones that's organised all this. So when I come down, then. Then I do my slop out. I've done all this and the other. I have a breakfast. Then it's exercise, yeah? So screw comes in and say, listen, freeze yep, where the other Indian is and you and the twos are going to exercise, right? So he's be walking in the exercise yard, but you can't hit him on the exercise yard. It's up to you how you're going to do it, right? But on the exercise yards, there's toilets. It's, it's, mate, God up there, yeah? I'm telling you something. God up there, yeah? This guy, he said, this guy's going to go, you know what I mean? So we're walking around the yard, and this Indian walks into the toilet. So now I can't get my exercise yard, right? because if I get my exercise yard, right, it's going to scream. All the old nicks are going to come out. Right? The alarm's going to go off. But the screws around my yard know it's okay. So he comes, walks around the yard. He goes into the toilet, to the recess. I follow him in the recess. There's a guy in there. This is what I'm saying. There's a, guy, there's a guy in there cleaning the recess out. So he's got a scrubbing brush, a broom, and a metal and a metal bucket. So as I walk in there, the guy, the Indian guy, is standing on the toilet. They squat on the toilet. They don't sit. They squat. He's having a poo in there, right? I walked over to the guy, like that. Get hold of the, the, the scrubbing brush. The scrubbing brush is at the end of his. It curves round like a point, yeah, but not actually a point, yeah. So I walked in there with a brush and I smashed this guy. I mean, there was shit all over my trousers, everything, my, my jeans, but uh, I mean, it's not about that. I smashed this guy nearly to death with his brush, yeah. But I smashed him a few times around the head, which I shouldn't have, as I say, it's very easy to kill someone, yeah. You don't realize your own power, where well, you're going to hit them. But I hit him, same thing, pulled his trousers down. Shit everywhere. And I smashed him to pieces with a, with a brush around his groin, smashed his balls, smashed his prick, I smashed everything to pieces. 
I mean, they never can do anything. They're better off turning their sex into a woman, you know, because they can't do anything again, yeah? I walked out, walked out there, walking around the yard, everything sweet, nothing said. Walked back into the nick. Don't forget, I've got all shit down me now, and I've got this thing. But I walk into the nick, up to the cell, get changed, yeah? Now it's dinner time. Come downstairs for dinner. As I come downstairs for dinner, there's, have you heard of the chief? Have you heard of the chief in prison? The chief? Yeah. No. Well, in every wing in prison, you used to have a chief, yeah? He had a big crown on his head. He used to run the Knicks in them, in them days, yeah? <laughs> not in now. Not not now. I mean, you've done a bit. But... In Arizona, a chief yeah. is the head of the Native American gang. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely ain't one of them. <laughs> he definitely ain't. Anyway, so you've got the chief there you've got, who's got the big crown on his head. He runs that wing. You get number one chief who runs the whole Nick, yeah? But he, I, I wasn't quite sure he could have been the one, or he could have been number one print chief. But he was with two or three screws. As I come down the stairs, they attacked me, yeah? They attacked me. They more screws come in, pin me to the floor, buckle me up a bit, take me down to the seg unit. But they don't really buckle me up that much. They don't, I mean, I know what's going on, but I've got to be nicked, yeah? So they take me down the block. I'm down the block. I'm in the cell. I'm thinking, oh, I'm in trouble here. They come into my cell, the screw comes and say, look, let me tell you something. What you did, mate, is unbelievable, yeah? We're going to look after your way down. You're going to be down here about 10 days, no longer than that, and then you're going to be shipped out to another nick. Yeah, we don't know where you're going to be shipped out, but it's what you don't want to be in this nick. You want to get out. Everyone wants to get out. Okay, lovely. So I'm in my cell, open my door, goes in to see the deputy governor, Hill. He said, you've been done for assaulting a, 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 a prison officer, a prison officer, yeah, around the yard. You assaulted him, shouting out, this, that, and the other, abuse to him, not assaulting sex, not, not physically, but all this, that. I go, did I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty, I'm guilty, yeah, yeah okay. You're going you, you, to stay down here until you'll be shipped out. We don't people like you in this prison. They all know what's going on. <laughs> so they started to bring food into my cell, what I wanted, and I was getting good food, you know, only sandwiches good food to what the others are getting, yeah? Nice cocoa. And then one night, I, I can't make up what's going on. There's all this noise. Click, 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 click. All night long, right? And I thought, what's that noise? It's driving me mad. It's driving me mad, right? So in the morning, I'm going around the exercise yard. they got the yards that's about as big as this. Honestly, they've got, two, they've got three of these yards, and they've got the big yard in the block, and they've got this little yard as big as this, all caged up, yeah? As I'm walking around the yard, there's a guy, I can't think of his name, you know, but he was the most, he was the most evilest poisoner going, little guy he was. What was his name? can't think of his name. I'm sorry, I had his name before. Anyway, a bit punchy, I am. So anyway, he was the most poisoned, he's done about 20 people poisoned, yeah? So I'm walking around there and he's saying to me, I didn't know who he was at that time, yeah? It, not, no, that's not, anyway. Walking around and he went, you got any tobacco? I don't smoke, but these screws are giving me tobacco anyway, but they give me in quarters, you know, like, but, and, and the paper goes over the top. You ever used to have that? You ever read that, no? Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> you cut it in half, you put the paper on the top so it's sealed. I went, look, I'll throw you a quarter over, yeah, but you have to give me it back in a couple of days or tomorrow, yeah? I said, keep it, threw it over, right? Anyway, two days later, I still ain't got my tobacco back. But this noise is still fucking going, it's driving me nuts, right? So the screws up my door, they went, 
going in fucking trouble. I said, what? What done? He went, you just give the fucking put geezer two doors from you, sells from you, tobacco. Yeah, so what's the problem? He's, what is his name? He's the most worst poisoner England's ever had. Honestly, I can't remember Shipman. his name. Not Shipman. No, 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 no. He's oh, a famous poisoner. Graham Young! Graham, <laughs> thank you so much, eh? Oh, thank you. You want to sit here? <laughs> yeah, Graham Young. Graham, I couldn't believe it, yeah? And they went, I went, and this guy looked like Hitler, you know? Like, uh, I couldn't believe it. And he went, they went, I went, what? They went, Graham Young. He's, the, he's killed so many people. He's like, we can't give you the tobacco back until we get it tested, you know what I mean? I went, thank you, thank you, man. So the next day, they come around and, and give me two buns. They said, Graham Young's give you a bun, his bun. I went, no, I don't want it. No, we haven't, we haven't given it him. Well, not only have we not given that, your tobacco's back here, yeah? What, your tobacco's back? So give me a tobacco back. I said, listen, in the morning, I got all this, I said, listen, mate, I don't know what it is or who it is, yeah? But if someone's driving me mad, clicking. They're tapping the bed, trying to drive me mad. Click, click, click all night long. You know what I mean? He went, oh, that'd be Ian Brady. I went, what? I said, what the, what do you mean Ian Brady? That'd be Ian Brady. That's the, on the typewriter. I said, what? I said, you're telling me that Ian Brady that has killed all these kids, that people don't even know where their kids are buried, that guy's got a typewriter? Yeah. What's happened? The deputy governor's given a typewriter to write his story out for the paper. Well, he didn't tell me that, but obviously that's what it is. He's definitely going and giving it. He ain't there to just uh, write letters. He's giving his life story. So I went, okay. I said, you people, I can't believe you people. Well, this geezer's done all this, killed all his kids, and yet you give him a tight wire. So that, what else has he got in that cell? So in the morning when I'm done with my exercise, I run up the fucking stairs, other miles an hour. I want to get in the cell with this geezer. I want to smash it to pieces, right? So the screws are up there. Watching this Brady, because anyone who goes exercise, they're watching him, yeah? So he slammed the door and they won't let me in there. So they buckle me up again, take me back downstairs, take me in the thing. I thought, oh, what? And they went, listen, you're going in two days. Right? I go, okay. You're going to Albany. I went, oh, lovely. You know, because Albany, I wasn't really bothered. You know what I mean? Oh, it's a good nick. Anyway, I'm looking out the window. In them days, uh, the block, they used to have sheets of metal. Over the top, but not sheets of metal at the bottom. So you can see out, yeah? And there was this black guy. He was about five foot five, as wide as he was tall, yeah? And he was to walk like, hop, blah, blah, like hopping. But there was about five or six screws walking around the yard with him, yeah? But only him, no one else, yeah? And I went to one of the screws. I said, who's this fucking black guy walking around the, the yard? His name's Oberdine. Oberdine? I went, who? Obadoin, or Obadiah. I went, what, who is he then? And they said, well, he had a bit of trouble um, in his house. Uh, the police were called. They went up to see him. And all of a sudden, the police come down and said, 100 miles an hour. They can't handle him. So they sent three dogs up to get him in the thing, in his room. He chucked him out the window, bit all the throats out with the pieces. This geese was so powerful, Obadine. Obadine, I think it's Obadine, Obadine. You check it out, Google it, Obadine, Obadine. 
And anyway, they 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 what what we was told they shipped him back to Jamaica or Africa, to Nigeria or somewhere he come from, and he never arrived back in his country. They must have killed him on the way there. That's what that's the story. Um, he was too dangerous to go back to. His, that's, I think he killed someone in. That's why he killed someone in Nigeria or Jamaica. But I think he come from Nigeria. That's the Africa side of it, yeah. And they obviously so they they, they killed him, you know, and then. They shipped me to Albany. I mean, this is a story and a half now. This is when I went to Albany. And when I went to Albany um, prison, I mean, I met some really, really nice people. You know what I mean? I went and the first one I went was um, Billy Tobin. was a fantastic arm robber. He was from not from, uh, from Bermondsey. He was involved with all the bank raids, all this gold things. And he was a fantastic arm robber, uh, Billy Tobin. I know him because I was going with his sister Janet Tobin. I was fighting. Anyway, and uh, I've missed a lot of this out of me street fighting, but I, we, we can get back to that later on. But um, when I when I when, when I went when I went in, he, he looked after me, gave me my clothes and all that. You couldn't wear your own clothes in in them days. It had to be prison clothing, yeah. And they gave me that. And I went into the first one I went into was a wing called A Wing, yeah. Albany was a brand new prison, brand new little cells, not bigger than this. Tiny little cells. Went into A Wing. Um, all of a sudden, knock on my door. Door wasn't shut. You got your own key to your room and everything. Yeah, the door goes click at night. You know. Anyway, guy coming. Hello. What? Hello. Who are you? And I, and I thought, what? What's going on there? <laughs> and there's a guy called Terry Vowles. Yeah, wasn't gay, but even though he talked like he was gay, he wasn't gay. What well, I think it was. Anyway. But anyway, but um, he's a nice guy. Not looked after me. And uh, then I went to the gym that night, went in there, mate, I see guys in there, yeah, that was, like, unbelievable, like, unbelievable, massive, you know, because in the gym in Albany, everybody's to train. And I went in there and I thought, fucking hell. And I started trying. I was always powerful because I was in the lifting powerlifting team when I was at, but at my, I should have got my YP, but I left this out a bit. But I was in the powerlifting team there. So when I went to Albany, I got involved with no power team, but lifting weights. Got involved with some people in there. Um, got involved with a mate, a mate of mine called Peter Kelly. Peter Kelly, he's dead now, God bless his soul. Um, but he was, oh, fucking hell. And when, well, I mean, when he was in, he was talk, telling me about a story in Wandsworth Prison, yeah? He hated the screws. Hate. In them days, you used to have aluminium piss pots. In, in our days, aluminium piss pots, not like it's the day, it's like the day, it's like so easy. But in them days, they had aluminium piss pots, four, four in a cell, yeah? And what they used to do in them days, I know it's a bit disgusting, but it's what they used to do, yeah? If you want to go, because they used to bang up for 23 hours a day, 23 and up. Now, they, I mean, they're crying about being banged up today, but they got nothing. Four in a cell, bunk, two bunk beds, nothing, just a corner unit, and that's it. Prison clothes, 24 hours a day, 23 and a half hours a day, eating prison food. Now they've got it. So anyway, what they done, you should do there. I couldn't believe it. They put paper on the bed. Everybody seems to be running around for newspapers in the prison. You, know, you think, why is everybody running around for newspapers? But this is why they're running around for newspapers. Because if you want to go, I mean, you've got four people in the cell, yeah? So you know one or two of them want to go to the toilet at night time, yeah? You're banged up a long time. When you are unlocked, if you don't go to use the toilet, you've got to use the toilet in your cell. 
and there's no way to use a toilet because all you've got is one piss pot, aluminium piss pot, and a bucket. The bucket is for water. You don't want to shit in that bucket. So you got anyway. So what they do? They put paper on the bed. Three or four sheets of paper. Sorry, three or four sheets of paper. And I was in bed and I was laying in bed. And I thought, what's that smell? Right? What's that smell? This is what I'm with the Indian for. The, and what it was, you got a guy pooing on the paper and peeing in the peeing in the in the in the in the, in the, uh, in the pot with the lid, and he's pooing on the paper. When people talk about shit parcels, it's true because what they do, they shit on the paper, fold it up, rip the the bedding bit of the sheets off, and tie it up like a parcel, and then fly out the window. So you got all these people are doing it in the wing, yeah. So when you look out the out the window, you look across, <laughs> you see millions and millions of cockroaches, <laughs> and they're eating the poo. They're eating it, yeah. <laughs> so I bet the thing is in the morning or or that night you see these cockroaches in your cell, and they they're all around your legs, and then so you imagine them being out there eating this shit. Anyway, anyway, I'm back in Albany now, right? This is what they're doing the scrubs, right? Back in Albany now. So I'm in Albany, and I, anyway, so I'm in a wing, go to the gym, come back, and then my mate Peter Kelly is big guy. Um, he took oh, I've got back to Wandsworth now, but when he, he was at Wandsworth. About six foot four, fucking arm robber. In them days, it's all everyone used to do arm robber. There's no drugs. Drugs wasn't. If you had drugs in prison, in my days, in the seventies, you get killed. You can't smoke drugs. You can't take drugs in prison. It wasn't known. You take drugs, you get to kill you for it. You'd not kill you for it, but kill you because you got it. It wasn't allowed. You know what I mean? But anyway, Peter Peter Kelly was like a big powerful guy. Um, he used to do them every morning with a pot, with a pea pot. You know, sometimes there's shit in the pot, give me a fuck. Do them with the shit, the screws in Wandsworth. And to do something in Wandsworth in them days, you had to be a bit lively because Wandsworth was one of the worst nicks in the country. They'd kill you there, you know what I mean? And they bashed him up something terrible in the end. They took him down the stairs, they smashed all his bullets, they smashed him to pieces, took him in the block. This is what Peter's telling me. I never see it myself. But he's saying that when he got in the block, he used to come out in the morning sometimes and do them with the piss pots as well, yeah? And the number one chief, the number one chief with the big crown, yeah? <laughs> I'm laughing. I ain't one of them ones. <laughs> <laughs> the number one chief has like, went to the door and said to him, listen, the easiest thing for me to do, I run this, Nick. I tell people what to do and what not to do. If I tell the doctor to write a death certificate out for you, he would do that. You keep doing what you're doing, and he will wipe one out. Peter told me, I went, God, you know? And the things <laughs> I was doing, you know what I mean? Oh. Anyway, back in Albany, right? So Pete, me and Peter were very close. Uh, I go to a wing called C-Wing, from A-Wing to C-Wing, yeah? C-Wing is uh, like marriage quarters. They called it marriage quarters because everybody was chewed up with their little boys. It was one of them things. Right? There was maybe 10 guys in there that was all in love with each other, you know what I mean? I'm not joking. You think, this is serious, serious. serious. You're on about people doing bundles of bird, yeah? And I got I got in, 
when I first went in there, I, my, a guy opposite me, Lowell Gibbons, another one, everyone in them days was on Roberts, you know, in them days, yeah. Really nice guy, yeah. Anyway, got to like this guy, and he was involved with a guy next door, gay guy that was together. I thought, thank this a guy like this. Anyway, all of a sudden, one night, I had, ah, screaming. I'm in about real bad screaming, yeah. And a guy on the face, a gay guy, was being chucked out the wing. Going, he'd done enough bird. He'd go into another B category. This is that uh, Albany was the A cat, B cat, Nick. A cat was the worst, and B cat, A cat, B cat, yeah. So he was a B cat. He's being put down to a C cat or D cat. He's going to a better Nick. For he doesn't, well, it isn't a better Nick, but for him, it's the worst Nick for him, yeah. What does he do? In Albany, you haven't got keys. It's all done by electric. Click. Unlock, click, lock. But there are keys, locks, obviously there, if the electrics go, yeah? But the keys, I believe it or not, are over the gate. So the gate to the prison is about a quarter of a mile, believe. It's a really a distance, because that's the exercise yard, yeah? So this guy, gay guy, everyone's screaming, get him out! Screaming, shouting. I'm downstairs, I don't know what's going on, but I'm now banging the doors. Get him out. What he's done, he set light to his mattress. In them days, he never had none of this um, mattress that can't burn. But, you know, it wasn't none of that flat, inflammable mattresses that everything could burn, you know what I mean? And what he's done to get help, he set light to his, his mattress. Because of the fumes and all these black things flying around by the windows, up the window, and everything's flying around in there, all these black things are flying around, he's choking. They're going mad. All the cell now is a light. It's crazy. He's smashing the place to pieces. The screws come up. Get him out. They can't, they can't get him out. The electrics are burnt. <sighs> so they go down to the gate. By the time they go down to the gate, it's away. off now. It's like from there back. Because then they've got to get permission from the governor or the, or the governor or the chief to give them the keys. They ain't just going to give them the keys. It could be Yossi's up there. You know what I mean? So by the time they get back upstairs... The, the cell is a light and the guy is a light but they can't when they're trying to put the key in the, in the, in the lock it's boiling it's burning it's burning the key because you can imagine the heat yeah so they, they, they do exact, they do get it in there and turn it as they open the door what happens this is what I'm told I'm downstairs this is what I'm told the next morning yeah well, no one's really let out that morning, but we're all shouting each other out outside the, outside the windows, yeah? He's opened the door, and he's come running out of his cell, a light, and they reckon all his footprints are stuck to the floor, to the lino floor, the tiles, as he's running, you know, the skin. And he just collapsed and died. They put blankets over him, and he died. He obviously died, but Albany was a good nick for me, yeah? Albany was... Really, really good. One of the best nicks in the country, yeah. But um, a lot happened in Albany, and we got involved uh, in the gym. And there was a big guy in the gym called Tank, and he worked for he done he played basketball, yeah. Big black guy, massive. He played a lot of basketball. Nice, nice skizzy, nice as skizzy you could ever meet, yeah. And I was in the kitchen. I was getting what I wanted: steaks and bits and pieces. And the tank was 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 there, 
75, 70, well, 76 was the hottest summer ever, they reckon. It was like 130, something crazy, yeah? And I was in the kitchen. I'm going to tell you a story about this, Billy McGee, later on. It happened. I was in the kitchen. Uh, my mate, John Madonna, John Madonna, he was big, six foot five, big beard, paddy, Irish guy, bit powerful. Nice fella on the coppers. You on the coppers? Well, they cook all the food. They've got big paddles to go out anyway. He's on there. And I went in there one day. I was, I was number one baker doing all the baking. And I thought, what's up with you, John? He said, yeah, mate, I'm pissed off, mate. I said, I said, what's up? He said, well, mate, let me tell you, mate, I've, I can't believe it, mate. I said, what? He said, well, they just told me that I can't go back to Ireland, yeah? He hasn't had a visit for about, he's, he's a lifer, yeah? He's done about nine years. He, he can get a visit, but every couple of years or whatever, because the people's got to come over and they're vetting and all this shit. He said, I want to go back to Ireland. Well, I've done long enough now. Let me go back. And they wouldn't let me go back. He said, do you know what? I've had enough, mate. I've had enough, yeah? So in Albany then days, they never had, they had cages on the outside of the prison on the wall, but they didn't have cages in the exercise yard. They got it all now because of this, what happened, yeah? So John and about four or five others, what they decided to do, get on the roof in Albany. Now it's all cemented up. The, the, the gutters you can't get up there, so the drain pipes you can't get up there. But then, I mean, this guy's six foot four, six foot five, about 19 stone. Well, he went, <laughs> no one's going to stop him. Everybody else now has gone with him, yeah? I ain't going to go because I'm foot of whites anyway. I wouldn't go up there. Like that. So they're all running up the pipe, drain pipes, get onto the roof, yeah? So they shut the nick down. So what they start doing is, is lowering, they've had it all planned. They've got all bottles of water. They've got a string in their pockets. There's loads of them, about eight or nine up there. There's a guy called Johnny Patton. It's Johnny Patton, yeah? There's a big story about John as well. I take Johnny Patton. Johnny Patton's up there. They're all running around the wings, lowering bits of lowering things for food. I'm in the kitchen. They come down to the kitchen part of it. I'm putting up bags of food, which I, I shouldn't be doing. I'm getting myself really fucking nicked, but no one really sees it because it's rubbish. I'm putting that rubbish, but it's bags of food. So they decide the screws now because they're on the gym roof. They're coming up from the flat roof, off the flat roof onto the onto the wings that I've got. Uh, 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 like roofs like that coming down, they decide to shut them all off, can't put barbed wire at the end of the end of the gym roof so they can't get down, yeah, and get their food. So, and eventually they all come down, buying one Johnny Patton. He don't, well, he won't come down. There's a big thing about Johnny Patton, he won't come down. So, what they do, Johnny Patton, he's up here for about four or five days and it's really hot. He's burnt himself to death, right? So in the end, they, he, he gives himself up. He gets a kidneys and liver disease, burns all this, that and the other, and they take him to Parkhurst, yeah? Right, forget about John for a minute, right? We go back to this now, right? So I'm Billy McGee, the, 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 the right, gets, we're in my cell, and there's a guy just coming by the name of George Cockle, yeah, from outside. And his name's Catapult Charlie. What he used to do, he was well off this guy. Unbelievable what he used to do. But he used to get big bull in a catapult. That's why they call him Catapult Charlie. 
He used to go down the city, or Birmingham, Manchester, or when his places, London, jewelry shops. His wife would be outside the shop. She'd say, whoop my hat, big barbarian, whole lot of that. She'd put her hands in there, nickel the jewelry. He'd run away, get in the car, gone. He had a wig, right? He had a lot of, <laughs> he had a lot of money, but he got a lot of bird as well, right? <laughs> so, but, but a really, really good looking guy. I mean, he come on our wings, married quarters, come on the wing, white, good looking guy, right? And I'm in the cell with a, a lot of my mates, and all of a sudden, on my door, right? I wonder that. My, it's me, Mary. Let's oh, not talk like that. Let's <laughs> not talk like that. It's a bit funny, you know. It's me, Mary, and Billy McGee, right? So I said, what's up? Oh, George Cockle wants a game bang. She's in love with this George Cockle. She's toed up. It's not toed up, but because it's all single cells, but they're all toing up together at certain times and doing whatever they're doing, yeah? Why he wants me to have a game bang when this other guy's just come in. I mean, oh, fucking hell. Oh, don't do it. No, if I don't do it, he says he's going to bash me up. Right? Oh, no. Fucking no. Right, if he hurts you, come and see me, and I'll sort you out in the morning. Promise me. I said, promise. Well, tell him. Rail's going to sort it out, yeah? Anyway, in the morning, I'm in the kitchen, so I nick a big bit of steak. Yeah, I do all the time. Come up to the wing. All wings have got the stove, gas stoves. I'm cooking a steak. The alarm goes off. Fucking, I'm panicking, thinking it's my steak. But, they, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking, I thought, Fucking hell, it's this Mary Billy McGee. Comes through the door from the wood mill, right? Hair all over the gaff, and it's got all blood over its top, yeah? Oh, and it works, it's working in the, in the wood mill. She works on the lathes. She works on, he works in the lathes. Well, he works in the lathes, yeah? So Billy McGee works in the lathe with two, with two chisels, yeah? Whatever. But if George Scott has come over to her, he works in there as well, and to bash her up. She's now defending herself. She stabbed him 14 times with a courting chisel, right? So she comes out first, or he comes out first. I went, oh, my God. Who follows? George Cockle on a trolley, on his like, fucking money and things, right? But they got a sheet over him, a white sheet, and all little holes, specks of holes everywhere, like blood things, right? He dies. He goes to Parkhurst. He dies, yeah? Now she's done for murder. They take her to Winchester Crown Court. I'm one of the witnesses. It's the most important part. The guy's dead. She's killed the guy. You can't stick up for him. You've got to stick up for, 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 for him. Right? So I go to Winchester Crown Court. Uh, the judge is gay. The, pros <laughs> the prosecution is gay. Fucking hell. Everyone's gay. You know what I mean? So it's like me. Honestly. Anyway, so, so I don't know, talking. And he went, so he said it, talking to me, he's going to me, uh, what happened, Mr. I said, explain the situation. I said, come down, not to my door. I said, this George Cock was going to bash you out. And I said, look, I'm going to give it a clump and all this, that and the other. What do you mean by clump? What do you mean by all this anyway? So in the end, it gets two years, found guilty, but gets two years, diminished responsibility. So they put me in a cell to go back to Albany. This one's going to go to another Nick, obviously to another Nick, right? But it only gets another two years. But what happened when the 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 uh, the prosecution is talking to the jury, saying to the jury, when Billy McGee was 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 arrested for a charge of chopping a security guard's hand off for the bag, so it goes to show you 
this fucking Billy McGee ain't no innocent party, but he only got two years of responsibility, two years diminished responsibility. It's crazy, isn't it? So it going, I'm going back to Albany. She's going to another Nick. All of a sudden, I'm in this big cell by myself. Who comes in? The Billy McGee. <laughs> I, ah, hold up. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I, what can I do? Oh, fuck off. I'm just sorry. Oh, no way, no way, leave me out. I, that's what I, honestly, I did say that. Anyway, so, so anyway, I'll go back to Albany now. I'll go back to Albany, and then we hear about Johnny Patton, the guy that went to, he, uh, that come down and the kidneys and went burnt up. It goes to Parkhurst, yeah? So it's in Parkhurst. It's um, it's like getting on with it's getting on with his life. Get, I can't mean, getting on. He's getting on with his life, yeah. And um, he met this guy. They've got a car school going to earning money, yeah, at the car school. Lovely, terrific, you know what I mean, mate. All of a sudden, the guy that runs the car school has fucked his Johnny Patton for a lot of money. They're playing for they're playing for tobacco and stuff, but it's money really. Still, money gets put into your account. It's fucked John for a lot of money, so John's gone in to get his. I say, look, you've got to give me. This is what we've been told. I'm not telling you because I wasn't there. You know what, what we was told. So the guy's gone to Johnny Patton. Why don't you get nothing? Right? I said, no, when what? Johnny Patton was a raving lunatic, yeah. So the guy, John said, I'm going to fucking kill you. So the guy said, you won't fucking kill me, I'll be killing you, yeah? So now John goes gets a knife out of the kitchen, gets someone to get a big bone-in knife. Okay, no, it's only a little thin thing, but... Oh. Comes back, guy's come along the landing with a silly knife about <laughs> to do John. Well, John stabbed him to death, right? And then was putting Winchester, Crown, Winchester uh, uh, Nick, not one of them, I think it was Winchester, was it? Or anyway... In a cage. Who was next door? Bronson. Charles Bronson <laughs> was in another cage. So they become mates. But that is it. That, that's it. Anyway, let's go back to Albany now, yeah? So back in Albany, this is this is all happening. Anyway, I'm in the kitchen. This guy, this big black guy that I was telling you about, was a nice guy. Nice fella, mate. I'm in the kitchen, the alarm goes off, there's a bit of trouble in the hot plate, so they want us now to go up to the hot plate, they want us to help out with the food. So, it's a, I think it was a Thursday or Friday, it's egg, bacon, sausage, tomatoes, fried bread, it's favourites of everybody. So, we're, we're doing, it's a, we had about seven eggs left over, bacon and bits and pieces, who comes down, the big, tall, black guy, yeah. So, I went, I, went, I loaded him up with the sausages, bacon and all this, that and other, Give him a couple of eggs. I turned around and put the rest of the stuff, was our stuff, in the hot plate. I turned around and picked the eggs up. He's took all the fucking eggs. What old up, Tank? I said, mate, they're our eggs. You can't nick all them up. Just give you loads of stuff, you know, and you got, he went, fuck off, you look. Sorry, but that's what he said to me, right? I went, pardon me? I said, what did you say? He said, you were. I said, listen, mate. I said, you're not, and in them days it wasn't racist. There's none of this racist shit in them days, in the 70s and 80s. It wasn't none of that. No, but it's, come on. I mean, and I thought, hold up, mate. You can't say that, you know what I mean? I said, put the eggs back. He went, no, I ain't going to put them back. So I went around there with my, my tray, my, my, not sorry, not tray, the plate there. Yeah? You had your plates, you had your own plates in there. Yeah? Went there in my plate to pick the eggs out of the thing. As I bent down, 
he went to kick me in the face, yeah? So I went, get in the fucking toilet. Very well, well. So the screw's seeing it, know what's going on. We're going to the toilet. They let a little bit go, yeah? We're going to the toilet. And I don't want to fight this geezer. I want to box him, yeah? So I'm bump, bump, jabbing him. I throw a right hand across. Is it? And I've been hitting him a few times on the chin. This guy's just shaking. <laughs> Usually when I hit him on the chin, they go. They go. They're gone. And I, I hit him on the chin. And he's going, shaking it up. Fucking hell. Sorry. I've got to fight here, you know what I mean? So in the end, I threw a punch and he ducks out of the way. But in Albany, you had metal cages go around the staircase, yeah? But big metal aluminium poles, yeah? Right? So as he's ducked, I hit the aluminium pole. Nearly broke my hand, yeah? But we're still fighting. So the screws come in and stop it. I go up to my cell, go in my cell, they click it, they click the door. That's it. It's night time now, right? No one's allowed out because there's been a bit of a fight. So they shut the wing down, yeah? In Albany, because of all the problems, stabbings and murders and this, that and the other, everybody has got a wedge in their door. I, will, I don't know if you've experienced that, have you, at all? Yeah, wedges in the door, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. In, in, in my cell, I had a wedge and I also had a nail. When I went into that cell, there's a hole by the door, so I made it a little bit bigger, deep, deeper, and got a big cinch-cinch now. I put it in so it's for like fixed cinches now, but put it in so they can't get through my door to kill me or something like that, yeah? So I'm sleeping. The door goes click. What happens? This geezer, the tank, has come through my door, tried to stab me, missed me by that much with a blade, yeah? With a homemade blade, uh, uh, like a plastic blade, yeah? Plastic, yeah? It's just as, not, not just as bad as, an, uh, 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 as a metal blade, yeah? He's missed my head from that much, yeah? So he's run. Now, I'm trying to get my, my wedge out because he's come through the door. He's got the wedge all caught up. So I'm getting it out. I'm chasing him. But I'm maybe 30 seconds too late. He goes up, slams his door, yeah? But now I know that he wants to kill me, yeah? He's going to try and kill me. So I thought, what am I going to do anyway? So I had another job as well as my kitchen job. On a Thursday, I used to collect all the kits from the landings, put them in the bins, come down to the twos, tip them up, and sort them all out, yeah? So I'm on the top landing, I'm coming down with these two bins, I'll get pushed to the floor by the tank and about four of his friends, yeah? They put me on the, push me on the landings, up the square landing, yeah? Going on to the spurs. They push me down, hold me up, and they ripped my belly open with a standing knife, yeah? He did. Right, done with, and if I hadn't have got up, I was powerful, man. If I hadn't have got up and got away with it, got, I'd have been here to kill, try to kill me, yeah? But he's done about four big stripes across my belly, so they were all pouring me blood. But with a standing knife, it's deep, but it isn't deep enough to cause that many problems, yeah? So I go back to my cell, get these towels, tie these towels in big knots, put it around my waist, tie it up, so I've got to go in the kitchen now, get this big jacket on, so I forget about it, right? It's two or three weeks later. I'm mending. I'm keeping well away from him. I'm always got my eyes open for it, yeah? But I know that he's going to kill me. So I've got to try and do something to stop it, yeah? So I was told by one of my mates in the kitchen that he comes in on a certain day late. But not late. When I say late... The kitchen come out later, but he comes out later than you know. He comes out. The kitchen come out a lot later than what he does, but he's late for what he's for his job. 
So my mate says to me, so I run up to the wheel and said, go, 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 yeah, go on, Nilly. Opens the door, go upstairs. As I go upstairs, it goes into the television room, used to be a dining room, and by the door, they got this big block of wood like that, with a big handle up to stop the door shutting all the time. So I'm standing there, and now I know he's got to come through this door, yeah. <laughs> no, he's got to come through the door. So as he's coming through the door, no, it's either me or him. He's going to try and kill me. I've got to try and kill him. Not kill him, but stop it from happening. So I went up to him with this big bit of wood across the head, the big block of wood, right, thing, and I split his head open like a side. He came. You don't realise the power of you with fear. It's the fear, really, that made it worse, you know what I mean? Like, if I don't do it, it could kill me, yeah? So I split his head open, and the screws now are everywhere, cracking, going mad, his head split open. So they take me to my, my cell, they clock the door, they clock the door, click, but I know I'm in trouble. I know I'm in a lot, a lot of fucking trouble now. I know that I'm going to get fucking serious harm going to come to me here. I mean, I'm sucking here. Outside, all these noises outside. My door goes click, they come in. Now, there's a big, one of the guys on my wing is a big rugby player or ex rugby player, big beard, big guy. Bully, bully man. In them days, it was. In them days, it ain't like today. In them days, there's all MPs, ex-MPs, big six foot three, six foot two, but big MPs. Cut like their fucking things down to here. You must know, I don't know if you've ever seen it. The, you know, the caps, that, the head thing down to there. Comes in, steams into me. He pushed me up against the window. I go back. He comes back to the door. As he goes back to the door, but facing me, I run towards him, bang, I hit him. Good fight, man. I can fight. You know what I mean? I've hit him so hard, in this, and it's what's happened. He's hit the floor. They've dragged him out, but I don't. I then get told later on, I'm on about later, that I smashed his spleen. I've done his spleen, so I've hit him really, really hard. Yeah. So now I know I'm in trouble. I don't know about the spleen, also, but now I'm in trouble because I'm sort of a prison officer, but I've done it bad. Yeah. So I thought, fucking no. Now what? I shouldn't have done this. Throw it back to her. You shouldn't have done that way. You know what I mean? Should have just let it go, mate. But you can't sometimes, yeah? Crikey. All of a sudden, I open my door, go click. They come through my door. It happens in seconds. They shoot me, yeah? They shoot me with a dart. Boom! I got these guns. Bang! For people like ourselves. They shoot me with the hypodermic. Goes in me. I hit the floor. They then come over. They smash me to pieces with truncheons. <laughs> I ain't going to win nothing. Mate. But I'm aware. I'm aware of what they're doing. But I can't scream. I can't shout, I can't move, I'm like, like that. And they're smashing me to pieces, but they come in again after that dart to knock me out. They come in and dart me again in the neck. I'm unconscious. I wound up in Parkhurst. I know it's Parkhurst because they wouldn't send me to Camp Hill because Camp Hill's a lower, lower grade nick. They wouldn't have me and they wouldn't accept me, yeah? So they take me to Parkhurst, yeah? But it's, mate, this is when it becomes really nasty, yeah? Because they put me in Parkhurst and they put me in a unit, this unit where they got me in a jacket, straight jacket, yeah? And they got me about six inches from the floor. And they've got me with water. They're doing me with water, yeah? Pipe me with water. And they come over to me and they undo me and they drag me into a room. And the governor, whatever, is there saying to me, right, uh, you've assaulted a prison officer. We can, we can get this involved with police officers outside uh, adjudication. Visiting committee, you know what that is, right? Or we can deal with it ourselves. 
We're going to do it with ourselves. We're going to put you on a thing called the 1074. You can check it out. So I don't know. I can't really talk to him. I'm not aware of it. I can't talk. I can hear, but I can't talk. Anyway, a 1070 more means it can be six days to 16 months to a year or two years or whatever it is, yeah? It's a charge. It's a really serious charge. It it's, goes from A to Z, right? It can be lots of things, yeah? So they take me back in there. They strap me up, bash me up, put jabs on me, jab me out, right? And then realise that they're taking me in a van and they're taking me across the water. I know that I'm, I can feel that I'm not on land anyway, right? So I'm going across the water and the nick I'm going to can only be one nick on that side of the water there is Winchester. They drag, take me to the block. They drag me down the block. They drag me up from my hands, pull me down by my shoulders. I'm going down hitting every stair with my feet. I've got nothing on my shoe, nothing on my feet. All I'm wearing is my shorts, my boxer shorts and a vest. But as they're dragging me across the landing to, the, to where I'm going to, I'm aware of things. I'm seeing mattresses on the wall, big mattresses, yeah, with handles on, yeah. I mean mattresses from the top of there to the bottom, yeah, with handles. And by the side, there's these big truncheons, massive big truncheons, yeah. They take me in the cell. In the cell is... I don't, I'm telling you what it is now. It wasn't. I didn't know what it was at that time. Yeah, it's cardboard, right? Cardboard chair, cardboard table, and a cardboard bed. It's that much from the floor. And they come in. The mattress is that big, which they come in later on at night. Which I'm telling you, I didn't know at that time. Yeah. So I go in the cell, and they come in. They jab me up. I'm unconscious. Yeah. They come in when I'm conscious, and they smash me to pieces. With this mattress, they come in and they smash me with this truncheon, and I'm on about a beat of me, right? And they come in with a plate. It's that thick, that that high, round plate with a bowl and a cup. In the cup, there's water, right? You think it's water. In the bowl, there's something in the bowl, and there's something in the plate. And they come in with a little spoon, little plastic spoon. You ever seen these little spoons? Yeah, plastic, like, tiny yeah, little things. Yeah. And that's your spoon, yeah. No knife or fork or nothing. Take my straight jacket off. I've got to eat this food, yeah? Now, I believe that the nick I was in, Albany, I got this food mixed up for me for where I'm, where I'm going to go. I don't realise this could be for a year. It could be for whatever, right? But it's worse than pig's food. It smells worse than pig's food. And now you've got to eat that. I can't eat it. I can't eat it, it makes me feel sick. I'm not going to eat it, it smells like a shit in it, they're pissing it, they done whatever. Obviously they, they did, that's what they done. So I drank the water, which is not water, it's Largatro or whatever they're going to give me to knock me out, yeah? So they knock me out, I'm knocked out. This guy, I mean, now you're in a, in, on, on a 1074, you're in a cell no less than one day and no more than 28 days. So you can be moved from any time from there to there, yeah? In the morning, in the afternoon, at night, wherever, yeah? You don't know, yeah? So I don't get no exercise or nothing, yeah? They're coming in, bashing me up. That's all they're doing, bashing me up, yeah? Put my hands, to, 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 I'm 19 stone, you know? I've done, I've been powerlifting, weightlifting, I'm 19 stone, yeah? And they're bashing me up, 
I can't do nothing because they're putting jabs in me that I can't even defend myself, yeah? So they come in at night time, day time, what, you don't really know what time it is, you don't know, there's nothing, no lights or nothing, yeah? They come and drag me back up the stairs, put me in a van, take me to another prison. You go to another prison, they're dragging you down the landing, taking you into a cell, they're bashing you up. They put your same plate, give you the same food. Now you've got to eat that food because if you don't eat it, you're going to die. You're going to die because if you don't eat food, you're going to die. You can't live on water alone, yeah? And that water is water's going to knock you out anyway, yeah? So in the end, I have to eat the food. I eat it, but it's making me feel, making me sick, making me sick. So I'm sicking, but they don't mop the sick, sick up or the poo up or whatever. You don't get, they leave it there. It's all, it's all part of the punishment. You, this doesn't seem, this doesn't seem as if it's going to happen, does it? You don't think, nah, this is, let me say something. You wait, wait until you look, check this out. Ten thirty four. In the end, not in the end, it goes on and on and on. Worse nicks to worse nicks to worse nick, yeah? They're bashing me up all the time. They're not letting me go do nothing. I can't defend myself. They're jabbing me up. They're smashing me so bad right, that I'm black and blue. I'm I'm, when I eventually, eventually, what happens to me, right? I go to a place called Chelmsford Prison. Right, Chelmsford Prison. I was about 1977, 78, 77, 70, no, 77, 76, 77, because the fire is 78. I'm there where the fire is there. And I wind up going there and I wind up waking up. They bash me up in, in, before I get in there. So they take me into the, into, into the prison, take me into the block, and take me into the, end of the, into the end of the cell. I wake up. I'm in a, there's a bed. Bed, fucking hell, I've never seen a bed before. With a mattress, a cupboard, a table, and chairs. I cry, yeah, more or less. I don't cry straight away. This old school called Jack Sad, right, who's SO, comes in. I go like a cow away. Now I'm about nine stone. I'm black and blue, but I'm more black with the weight I've lost and no sun and this, that, and the other. And believe it, you think you'd be white, but you're black. With all the punishment, you know, like you see everything. I'm smashed to pieces. I can't talk. I'm in a bad way. And Jack says to me, "There's this. You finished, mate. You finished all over." And I cried like a baby. You know what I mean? I let all my emotions. I cried. It's the first time that I've ever cried whilst I've been in this sentence. I've been on it for about eight, nine months, maybe wow, even more. Hell. Right? I've been smashed to pieces. They they beat me, but they're not beat me in a way that I've cried. I haven't let no my emotions out, yeah? Because you can't really cry anyway because you, you're not aware. But when I was there, I cried. I let my emotions out. And I got back on the wing and and, and they looked after me. And, and on the wing, it was like the best, one of the best Knicks I've ever been to. You had people like Jimmy Tibbet there, Jimmy Tibbs, Alan Dixon's. Fraser, thank you. Fraser was too soft for me. Me and old Frank. <laughs> See, Frank. When I... When I was in that Nick, yeah, I met a guy called Tony Lawrence, yeah? Tony Lawrence, I don't know if you've ever heard of this guy called Tony Lawrence, but Tony Lawrence used to work at the Richardson's, the same as Frankie Fraser. But Tony Lawrence and Fraser didn't get on. For some reason, they didn't get on. I don't know why, but Tony, um, I used to see him in the, in, in, in the toilet with a big, he made his way out of the boiler, he used to work in the boiler room, he made his big cogs and he put a big wooden thing in there and he made weights of them, yeah? So I was 
crazy on weightlifting. I was always in the gym, but I wanted this thing. I said, look, when you go, can I have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, but do me a favour. Where do you live? I said, I live in Acton. He said, I come from Fulham. I got talking to him. He used to work with the Richardsons. He was called the Brown Bear. He used to wear a fur, used to wear a big fur coat. He used to go in all the pubs and the clubs and shoot all up the pump action shotgun. Him and Fraser, I don't know what happened to him and Fraser, but Tony said to me, look, anytime Fraser's about, yeah? Anytime Frankie Fraser's about, I want you, if I'm in the toilet, having a shower, I want you to stand outside. If Fraser's about, tell him he can't come in. So a couple of times mate's come down. And I said, look, you can't go in and faint. You leave it out. Faint, Frankie Fraser was a tiny guy, but he was a bastard. He couldn't fight, but dangerous. He was a dangerous little man. He'd pick up St. Bashkos said He couldn't fight to save his life, you know what I mean? But he was dangerous, yeah? Uh, I liked, I liked Frank. Um, I met a couple of guys in there, Ronnie Bender. Ronnie Bender was the one to give, give the uh, the craze the knife, to stab Jack the, Jack the Hat, was it? Jack the Hat? He was the one to give him the knife, Ronnie Bender. Uh, he used to do a thing called, um, a thing called astral projection. You ever heard of that? Yeah. Not that much, seriously, not a lot of people have heard of that, you know. I mean, it's something that most people, like, who've done lots of bird, like myself, yeah, and you're in a cell and you lay down. For your meditation. Yeah, and believe it, you don't, and you shut your eyes. And before mm. you know where you are, the doors open up. You think, well, I've been for two or three hours. And it's as a projection. But Tony, uh, uh, sorry, Ronnie Bender used to do it all the time. But his wife used to do it as well. And they reckon used to as a project each other. Whether or not it's true, I don't know. I mean, you know more about it perhaps than I do. I did astral project um, my girlfriend into it at the time. <laughs> oh, she does it as well? No, no, I, I brought her in. Like, you go out, you go, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your brain just takes on a, a journey of its own, doesn't it? Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, and you can bring things in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. unbelievable what he was telling me, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? And he had all yeah. these things hanging from the from the ceiling, Ronnie Bender, mm. you know? And, I mean, I, I was friends with Jimmy Tibbet. Jimmy Tibbs, Jimmy Tibbs, the old man Jimmy, because Jimmy used to work in the kitchen with, with, with me. We used to work in the kitchen, all us lot together. I was massive in there. I was training all the time. And it's so mad, prison's mad, the way things work out. I had, you get, they had a, 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 a what do you call it, a, um, a church, a, a chapel, brand new chapel made in there, yeah? So what they actually started to do was give, the people in terms of prison, make them happy. What do they do? Bring ballerinas in. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> they brought ballerinas in, you can imagine. Guys are going, what? <laughs> <laughs> wanking, everyone's wanking all night long. You can imagine, God, it's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> and then it's mad. They just do it, done it three or four times. Come on, mate, it's crazy. <laughs> What's going on? Oh, mate, and then, and then, um, I never forget when they bought uh, sex pistols. Oh, what? They bought the sex pistols. It's about 70, 77. 77, 77. Bought the sex pistols into the neck. Into the gym, yeah? Into the gym. So it's doing, vicious, Johnny Rotten. Yeah. Well, Johnny Rotten, they need, listen, let me tell you something. They nearly got killed, yeah? They, okay. they fucking nearly got killed. They were so lucky to get out of their life, mate. Why did they did they um, act up or something? Well, they in the gym, you had the stage in the gym, where, where, you know, and you had, on the floor, you know, and uh, it was like a gymnasium, you know. And anyway, everyone's fighting Fraser's, the Tibbs's, the Dixons. 
all my mates, Ludlow, Ludlow was fucking nuts as a fruit cut. It was all mad. All sitting down there, waiting, all there. Oh, what? Mate. All of a sudden, they come in, set pistols and all that, and all the screws around them. They're going, how the fuck can all, sorry about swear, how the fuck can all you lot look at you? Look at these screws. They're wankers. And all you lot out here are wankers. How can you let these wankers look you up for seven days a week for the rest of your life? You're wank. Well, now, <laughs> they want to kill them. Everybody's going, ah! I swear, man. How they got out of that neck in one piece? <laughs> oh, no, no. The sex is, you check it up. You check it out, the sex pistol right in Johnson Prison. Mate. They, oh, I couldn't believe that they got out in one piece. <sighs> and and then, anyway, that all happened and there was murders and, oh. And then I was in the kitchen one day and the chief again, see, I don't know what it is with his chiefs there, the number one chief, yeah, he come in, he come into the kitchen, a hill, um, come have a quick talk to you, please. You know, can I come, can I have a quick talk? He took me down to the office and said, listen, there's a guy just coming here called Wilkinson. I thought it was Jimmy Wilkinson from Bertie Smalls, that look. But it was a guy called George Wilkinson, right? There's a book called Frightened for Your Life, yeah? Frightened for Your Life. And George Wilkinson is in it. And so am I. A bit of it about George Wilkinson. Well, George Wilkinson, he was a big scouser, or Geordie, I'm not quite sure what it was, but he was in Parker's prison, yeah? He took a hostage in Parker's prison, Bad hostage, yeah, to get his to get them to a helicopter or release him to a nick near where his mother is. He hadn't seen his mother for so many years, right? So anyway, took hostage. They then jumped him. They then jumped him, bashed him up, smashed him to pieces. Really bashed him up. This guy's about I keep, I know I keep saying six foot three, six foot four, but he was really tall, red hair, tall like this. No, no, no. All the drugs. There's enough drugs to, to, to kill an elephant. There's not this guy out, yeah? I'm telling you. So he said, would you look after him? Because I was massive, yeah? I said, of course I will. I'll look after him. When he went down to see him, and on the ones he's just come in, and, mate, I said, look, I'm looking after you. Oh, all that, yeah? So I thought, fucking hell, I've done it wrong in here, mate. Anyway, all of a sudden the alarm bell went off, and I rushed down to the cell where he was. My cell was like a palace, believe it or not. You can't believe it. My cell had the armchairs in it and everything. Armchair, Schreiber unit, all made of this. It's, I'm telling you, Schreiber unit, all made of the stuff, prison stuff. All <laughs> sword, it all that's what Johnson was like. Johnson prison, right? Anyway, they the alarm went off. I went downstairs to the cell, and he's gone. You're mad. He was weak as a kitten. He couldn't even pick this up. He couldn't pick it up, mate. He had this big fucking thing above his head. A big cupboard. Them, some of them cupboards are heavy, yeah? He had it above his head. Oh, i And on the floor was all his poo and everything, yeah? But they used to give him a beaker, the small beakers. You remember the small beakers? Mm. Yeah, a small beaker full of, like, gatchel, mogadon, all sorts of stuff to knock him out. He was fucking mad. And then and all of a sudden, one day, he kept, I took him down to Jimmy to train. He was weak. He couldn't do nothing. But I tried, got, tried, tried to get him out of it, tried to bring him out what he was on. 
One day he wouldn't come down to the gym with me. He went into the television room when he'd been to uh, the Craze, the Dixons. There's about 30 people in all fucking raving lunatics. <laughs> he went upset. He didn't upset him. Oh, what? What does he do? He goes in there, fucking turns the television over. They're all watching the film. <laughs> he turns the television over. He wants to watch what he wants to watch, yeah? So I'm down the gym. The alarm goes off. We can hear it in the gym. What the fuck? We've got to get out of the gym, yeah? Well, the alarm goes off. Where is he? Everyone's going mad. Who wants to smash the television up now? No, everyone's shit. I mean, come on, he's mad. This guy's mad. So they rush into the, rush into the gym to get, get a hold of him, yeah? So they take him out, and they take him down the block. They say to me, no, 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 you can't come. You've got to take... But I don't know what happens from the time that I see him when they take him down the block. Because they wind up taking him in the block, he winds up smashed to pieces. Eh? He's battered, yeah. He's laying down in them in them in Chelsea prison. They never had padded cells, but they had cells for the mattresses. You know what I mean? He's going. To, and he's laying there, and he's going to me. Why, please don't let them take me away. Yeah. I went. No, no, no. I see the chief outside. I said, listen, Gov, please. I'm very sorry what I've done. You know, not look at being there with him that night, but let him let him come up. Illy, he's got to go, mate, because they will kill him. They're going to kill him because he will go out of his nut one another day and he goes, just do something silly and they will kill him, mate, you know? So I went, oh, fucking hell, what am I going to do? So in the morning, he'd gone. He'd gone to the Ville. I mean, in the book, it says other things. They put him on all sorts of drugs. He had more drugs than anybody else. So most of the books about him, George Wilkinson. Um, I should have brought the book along to show you. I think I'll give it to, I think he's got it. He's got it, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Christine. got it. has yeah, got it, yeah. yeah. A guy called George Wilkinson. Um, they killed him in prison. They killed him only because he wants to see his mum. In the end, he sees his mum, but he was like a cabbage. Didn't recognise his mum and they killed him. Shame, you know what I mean? But it's what happens in prison. They tried to do it to me. I was that little bit stronger. But anyway, and then Jones uh, for prison, it, best nick in the country, used to eat steaks, do what you like. I was in the rugby team, played London, London Irish, London Welsh, Saracens. We played the best teams ever. And then one of the, one of the funniest things that we did in that, in that nick, right, um, we got, it was either a crow or a raven, yeah? But a <laughs> fucking massive it was. And we picked this fucking crow up and took it back into the wing. <laughs> Hit it, yeah? And there's this guy, he's got grey hair, but he's a bit one of his uh, you know, real, really posh guys, a nice guy, but he's driving fucking mad, right? So what we've done, we put it in his piss pot, in the bucket. In the bucket. <laughs> the bucket, right? So when the doors are shut, every, you don't poo in a bucket, you just wee in a bucket, yeah? Because everybody's undone, you know what I mean? They're undone all day. So we put this fucking thing in the, in the bucket. So about two o'clock in the morning, ah! <laughs> he screams his things like that to me. It's uh, Nick Johnson prison and Alan Dixon, right? Alan Dixon. He was I don't even know the Dixons there. The Dixons took over from the craze. Mm. Alan, big scar down his face. It was George's brother who cut him. Cut him. Uh, very violent people. Um, Alan, the night before he was this, Alan Dixon was like the best guy you could ever meet. All day long, he sung. 
taking the mickey, taking the piss out of people. Uh, he was like, and that night before he went, he got on the bridge, the bridge that goes from one landing to another landing, and sung my way, yeah? I did it, my, and then the Nick's supposed to shut at 8 o'clock. Shut, everybody's banged up. 10 o'clock, mate. The screws didn't want to bang everybody up. 10 o'clock, he's still going into one. See him? See him? He's going in the morning, mate. He ain't going to go for the way he's going, you know what I mean? But he's singing. And it's unbelievable. This is prison for you. He's singing, you know what I mean? And then and then we, like, um, had a guy called Lou Swallow, yeah? I don't know. Terry Millman was one of the, his, his mate. I mean, you could walk in that nick, yeah? Uh, you could walk down the, down, you got Mickey Green, you know Mickey Green? Mickey Green, big drug dealer. Just died, he has. Biggest drug dealer in England. Bigger than Harold Marks, mate. Mickey Green, check it out, mate. Mickey Green was one of the biggest drug dealers ever, right? He, um, anyway, he was like a really good friend of mine, Mickey Green. Uh, nice, nice guy. You meet these people in prison, and when you come out, they will look after you. You come and see us, and we'll make sure you're okay, yeah? And T Lou Swat uh, Terry Millman was one of the ones involved in the dome with a diamond. When they, remember that when they a diamond at the dome? You remember that? You remember that, yeah? When they a diamond at, at the dome, yeah, at the dome. They went in there across the water, across the Thames, then a diamond, then a diamond, and all the old Billy there. The two of them died in the end. He died of an heart attack. But he was mates with a guy called Lou Swallow. But you could walk around that neck, yeah, and you could hear people singing. Yeah, yeah, like people on the mouth organ, people on the piano. Oh, piano, I couldn't make a piano. People on the guitar, and people painting. Yeah, people in there, fantastic painters, but... There's a guy in there called Lou Swallow, yeah? He had hair, like a big afro, and he had a little thing on a Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning when I was there, he'd done it. I was in the kitchen. It's crazy. So you go, you're out there serving the stuff in the hot plate, eggs and cornflakes and bits and pieces, boiled eggs. What you used to do? Put two boiled eggs up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and hatch them. <laughs> Every Sunday morning, the same thing. You knew what was happening, you know what I mean? You knew that any minute now he's going to do, oh, Lou, not again, mate. <laughs> and it had his eggs, you know what I mean? And then, the, and then, and then the Nick, like, that Nick was the, like, the best Nick ever you could ever, ever had. And then one day we're down the gym and I thought, fucking hell, what's that? All the lights went out and all of a sudden the smoke, you could see all smoke, yeah? What the fuck, you know? What the fuck? And then we, uh, they let us out the, the gate. The gates had walk in, walk through the, the, the where the nonces were, and the other side was the wing. And then it was a light. They lit with the chapel. It started from the chapel, yeah. The nick was a light, and we had to go from that there into the into the um, into the um, into the visiting room, yeah. A lot was going there. That's where we we're going to get. Move from there to ones with to the scrubs, the Ville, all around England, yeah. And you're sitting there, and the next bang, crashing and smoking, everything's barking and booming. And we can't get into our cells, we can't go back to our cells to pick up all our, all our belongings. You know, you leave all your things in there that, that the screws are going to go in that cell, you know, and because the nick set a light, a certain part of it didn't, our wing didn't set a light, but. The outskirts that we did around the, the, the middle of the, the nick, you know, 
where the hot plates were and all the all the screws were and all this went, went up like a light, yeah. So all you lose all your stuff, you know, you're waiting to go from from that nick now to all the nicks and we went to Wandsworth, yeah. But they didn't have uh they had the black Mariahs, the big black black uh, motors in them days, where eight aside or nine aside, the big black ones, and they couldn't get me in. A, they couldn't get me in the cubicle because I was massive. I'm on about. I'm near twenty-one stone. I'm powerlift. I'm huge. I got arms. Like, I'm massive, right? And they couldn't get me in it, so they put me on the outside on a chair and a screw chair to a screw, and they cuffed me to it. Yeah. So when we got to Wandsworth. I jumped off the jumped off the bus and I trod on who? The chief. <laughs> Fucking joke, isn't it? The number two chief, yeah? His name was Dixie, John Dixie, yeah? Well, my brother was his son, mate. So he'd done me a favour. When I trod on his toe, he didn't know who I was. But after about two days, I'll get called downstairs. The chief wants to see me. I thought, oh, fuck, what have I done? Goes in there, says, you're no way, mate, you so just, just, I know your brother Keith he's my son's mate and for that reason you can't stay here because mm. John's here he's also a screw right? he's an electrical engineer but he's a screw you got me shipped out to the scrubs anyway so I get shipped out to the scrubs and um, from there I get released you know I get released I come out I've already met a lot a lot of people proper people I don't know if you want to end it here and come back another day. What year is this? Is your release? Um, I'll get released about seventy nine. Yeah, seventy nine, seventy seventy eight, seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah, we are getting close to yeah. two hours. I think. Yeah. Um, is this a good pl place to stop? Yeah, and because do, I've do got I've got a big do yeah a part big two? part two. Yeah, I've got a big because I'm with. I mean, oh, yeah, don't put it on it. But I'm with that lot, you know. With that, I mean, have you got a Charles Bronson story to finish on? Uh, well, not really. I mean, no. I said something about Charles Bronson that I see him in Albany. It wasn't him. Yeah, I made a mistake. I apologise to Charles through someone else that sees Charlie. Charlie has conversations with him in, mm. in his prison. I said I see him mucking about little kids. It wasn't him. It was someone else. And, mm, gotcha. you know, we had a little talk about it, yeah. Wow, man. That has gone so fast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that was, as I mean, I've got such, I mean, I've got big, there's a big, no, there's a big part too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, um, yeah. We had a guy come in and talked about San Quentin prison in the 1970s. That was like really fast paced, like what you just said, yeah, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Abbott. a lot more. I mean, this is like the UK yeah. equivalent of that, it's, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, what they've done to me is unbelievable. You know, they tried, they tried. Uh, well, they tortured you. Yeah. yeah, they tried to kill me, mate. They tried yeah. to kill me. It's, it's only my strength that got me over it. My mum. Yeah. It was my mum, really, that saved my bacon because my mum. Tried to find me, yeah. My mum was the only one that tried to find me. She kept mm. phoning the prison up. They kept saying he's been moved to another prison. We're not quite sure where it is. Yeah. We've got to find him. She gets up to the army office, say, look, they've moved my son, mm. you know, and it looks like they're going to try and kill him because we don't know what's going on. Mm. And she, and that's why, in the end, I think, that they knew that I was going to die. Mm. Come on, I'm not eight and a half, nine stone, you know what I mean? From 19 stone yeah. to that, you know what I mean? You said you missed out a bit about your street fighting. Yeah, that um, my street fighting started. Um, it, yeah, it started about seventy nine. It started when I come out. It started oh, okay. when I come out about them because 
that is what happened. Yeah. Um, it come up, the, the fire happened in 1978. Beginning of 1979, I got released, yeah? And, I mean, if you want us to carry on, you can carry no, on. We'll, 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 we'll stop it here. We'll stop yeah. it here, yeah, because we've got another guest I coming. mean, we've got Lenny McLean, Roy Shaw, it goes on. Wow. Yeah, it goes right. on, yeah. Right. It goes on. All right, so if you've enjoyed this as much as me, please let us know on the comments what you think about it. And we have got the link down there at the top of the description box for Bang Bang Ray Hill, the channel. And I've been checking his videos out. And um, some of the most watched stuff includes what happens to the chomos, the sex offenders in prison. And uh, it's really just like what you've heard today, really graphic, hard-hitting, fast-paced stuff. So loads of content on Ray's channel. So let us know. And huge thank you to the subscribers. Subscription logo is in the corner of the screen. Huge thank you to Joe and James coming yeah, all the way from Essex much, yeah. um, to film this day. And for Christian as well. And um, Christian has his own channel. He arranged this interview today. And we will be putting the link in the description box for Christian's channel as well. Um, he's got quite a variety of true crime interviews on the including some quite unique uh, guests. And um, massive thank you. For, for yeah, Ray. thank you very oh, much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what I was going to say, you know, that um, when, when, I, when I first had the interview uh, a long time ago about me being sexually abused, I said mm. it was uh, for a police officer. It was yeah. a police officer that had done it. Yeah. We now found out my brother told me they've held it back for me all these years. Uh-huh. And told me that it was my 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 mum's brother's wife, right. Gladys brother. He was a paedophile, yeah. and I always thought it was a police officer that done it because right. the only kids you don't really know. But then you find out mm. I went mad at my brother because I'd have killed the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Later on in my life, yeah, yeah. What made it worse that he might have been watching me? You know what I mean? Mm. And I didn't know. Did you want this bit to be kept in the video? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay, there yeah, you go. Yeah, then. Yeah, Let's finish yeah, it on. Yeah. There.